Welcome to the Ride for Real with Steve Lamott podcast, where Steve shares his philosophies on horse training and coaching riders in ranch versatility, performance, and cow horse events. This podcast is brought to you by Equinity All Natural Horse Supplements. For any horse at any stage of life, it's streamlined, cost effective, and easy. Hi, I'm Steve Lanford, and welcome to our podcast. We're joined today with my wife, Jen. Hello. So uh, on today's episode, we just aired a show on the Cowboy Channel with a little two-year-old I was riding, Anna. Uh, I already had a couple phone calls because we said, hey, reach out to us as she's for sale. And uh, funny thing is, she's already sold. So by the time it aired, uh, she's already gone. Um, but one of the things on the show we talked about, you know, really a lot of the basics and foundations and things like that. And uh, I, I heard a trainer once tell me, if you want to get good at the advanced maneuvers, you have to be excellent at the simple things. And basically that goes back to, you know, you got to know your foundations. You have to have a solid, just like construction, a solid foundation, a solid, you know, basement. Um, and basically with on a two-year-old, that's what we did. Uh, so for me, you know, we talk a lot about softness and, and getting that horse to, you know, not push against her hand and to, to lift the rib cage and help lift that shoulder and get that horse to relax. Wonderful. But in building that foundation, uh, you know, what do you do? So for me, it's separating the body parts. I need to know that, you know, when I move that, that nose starts to go left to right that nose starts to get connected to the horse's feet. Now, that being said, what's connected for one horse and what's connected for another horse could be two totally opposite ends of the spectrum. Uh, we have a horse here in training. It's an off-the-track thoroughbred. A couple that brought the horse in were, were just here yesterday. And, uh, you know, we have a totally different set of issues on a horse like that and that horse is seven now not picking on anybody but you know i think people have to have realistic expectations when it comes to training okay um so jen's out there and she met the couple and they're nice people oh yeah very nice and uh what 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 has to happen you know they dropped the horse off never saw the horse don't know the people they watch the show and things and uh they they say oh well you know i want to do some fun shows so in my head you know and i had her explain what she meant was you know what they have at the fairground or little saddle club she wants to do a, a western pleasure class she wants to do you know a little barrels and some pole bending and maybe a hunter hack or something so <clears throat> she is literally looking and it's against everything i do um supposed to be here for several months it's and the the 30 day it's miracle the 30 day the 30 day wonder and, and and again not picking on anybody but we have to have realistic expectations and it goes back to you build on your foundation if you don't have a foundation you, I mean, how do you step forward? What is your checklist for a horse that you would say has a strong foundation? What are those things that you're 
you're looking for for your goal when you have a horse in training. So, so with with this with this lady, um, we she's looking at the horse and she said, "Hey, wow, he's much better." Yes, but with her, I said we have to re we're going to reevaluate what we had set off to do so that it's fair to the horse. And you know, you crawl before you walk, you walk before you run, and basically we're going back. First off, we had like on this horse here, just an exhibit. Uh, he he just does a lot of this head tossing. Looks like he's saying yes all the time. And I asked about the teeth, the floating, the chiropractic, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything matches out. So what we have here is a horse does not that, and this is an off the track thoroughbred again. I'm prefacing that it has already muscle memory. So we're we're reprogramming muscle memory. So first off, <clears throat> with the horse like this, we have to have him yielding and soft in my hands. So. When I pick up his reins, I want his his face, his head and his neck to just be like butter, just for him to go, oh, okay. Now, if I don't get that response from his head and his neck, and he starts to lift his head up, and he gets bracy, of which this horse, and not just this horse, a bunch of other ones that I see at clinics and expos do. And people have this, and this is where it goes into the foundation thing, like when we were talking with Anna from the, the episode that was on the Cowboy Channel, is people have this illusion that the horse is soft, you know, because they could do a little bit. They, they stand and they do a little flexion left and right. The problem is the feet have to move with it. And that's where the, the, the feet have to be in timing with the nose. The nose moves, the feet go. So but it's no- like the false collection that people think the horse is collected just because his head is down. That's exactly it. So we call it the lazy teeter-totter. The horse's head starts to drop down. The hiney lifts up, and it's just sort of straggling out there. And, and you're right, it's a false collection. And, and someone's like, oh, my God, his head's down, his head's down. That's great. But, but what's happening is the timing of all the legs gets off. So instead of the hind end up underneath, which causes the front end to reach further forward, the, the nose starts to drop down. The, think of the front legs as a pendulum. And now they're, instead of swinging forward, they're starting to swing you know, straight down or back a little bit. And the hind end can't get up where it's supposed to because the front feet are actually occupying the ground that the hind feet are supposed to be into, which throws everything off. And now what you have is a horse with head, whose head is down, who's literally... Like it feels like a fat man running down a hill. The further the fat, you know, the further down the hill you go, only more momentum builds up, and it's just a snowball just rolling, just you know, just out of control. So that horse's head and neck has to be has to be soft, has to be supple, has to follow a feel, and and that's the start. Then you know, I just look at his body parts. The next body part, shoulders. Okay. In all honesty, if you can control the horse's shoulders, and this is, I think, when it goes to foundations, like with that that little honor that was on the Cowboy Channel, uh, I have to be able to lift those shoulders. And when I pick up my hands, I want her her to, her to be soft in the, the head and the neck. But you will occasionally see me take my hands and lift them and lift them and lift them, where I'm actually sort of lifting that horse's head and neck up and I'm using that as sort of as a fulcrum to pry that shoulder that is just just dropped down. It's literally driving to the ground or, or, or just dumping into shoulder. And I use that, my 
the horses had a knack to lift that shoulder. Once that shoulder is lifted, then I can move it in or move it out of a maneuver. I, I never want that shoulder in a maneuver, but I want to be able to counterflex. And I mean, how many times have you seen me? I'm oh yeah, I, I, I counterflex big. and counterflex and counterflex. That's that's what you you need to uh, to be able to do. Once you have control of that shoulder, in all honesty, that's the start of having control over the in, the entire horse. That's when you know if it's a young colt and we just start it. If I knew if I know that I can control that shoulder, I'm comfortable. You know, that being said, that it's not going to just be a whole lot bronc ride. Uh, <clears throat> that it's 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 good mind enough to be like, hey. I really don't know what the heck's happening out here, but what the hell? Go ahead, pull me around. I'm going to go with it because you can control my shoulder. Mentally, you control that shoulder. You have so much more of that horse's mind because you can control the feet. You can control the feet. You control the horse's mind. Once you have that shoulder, that plays so much into it. And and that being said, we have all been uh, at a show local show or 4-H, and I'm not knocking 4-H, but, you know, younger, inexperienced riders that are pulling the horse's nose. And when I'm saying, I, I shouldn't even say younger, just say, let's just inexperienced riders, because it's happened to me at clinics. They're going around the arena. They pull the horse harder with their left hand. The harder they pull with the left hand, the, the stronger and faster the horse goes to the right. That is a perfect example of, of not having control over a horse's shoulders. You need that control over the shoulders. And then after that starts happening, you can feel that shoulder lift because you're elevating it. As you lift that shoulder, the hind end starts to come up underneath itself, which is what we're after. That being said, you have to have that. Now listen to the words that are coming out of my (laughs) mouth, the lateral control of the shoulder, left or right. Then after that, you have to start to look at that rib cage. Rib cage is what we need to lift that. It, it, we need to lift that rib cage. The back goes up, and it's because of us using our legs, wrapping around there. And, uh, you know, that, that little roan colt that I ride, Hank, I mean, y- you've seen it. He, th- There's horses that teach you stuff because if, if, if the definition of pig-headed is Hank, okay? Mm-hmm. Um He's been a very good teacher for you. Yeah, I mean, we we, we can sit there and beat each other up all day long. I think he likes it probably just as much as I do. But Hank was one that I've always used lots of bumping, 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 create energy with my legs. That actually sort of balled him up and just, he he just boogered on it. And he just, he, 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 it, it, it just flat out pissed him off. Um, and he's a stud. And, and and if anybody writes studs, they you know that you start pissing off a stud, it, they're 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 going to get less amiable, they're less agreeable, and, and 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 now the fight's just on, and it's not on for any other reason except because because he said so, and and I'm going to because he said so the other way, and and two of us are just beating our heads against the wall. So I I started to do a lot more squeezing, and I think that with him is really transferred into a lot of other horses. Because that squeezing, I, 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 it's it's really neat because I think you have a lot more control in terms of lifting the back consistently, smoothly, and more elegantly. I mean, for years in my riding, I thought that I was collecting my horse and lifting his back and everything. And then in listening to you, 
when I actually felt when he was doing it and lifting his shoulder and lifting his back, I could not believe it because once you figure out how to lift the shoulder, it was a, it was a light bulb moment because sometimes you don't know what you're missing until you actually feel it. You have to feel it. You have to feel that shoulder come up and then all of a sudden it's a different feel. Mm -hmm. And and, and so all of that stuff that we're talking about now is, is, is linear work. Okay. Uh, and what happens now is we got that that back up, shoulders up, head is able to go down and left and right, move the front feet. And then the last piece of the puzzle really is that that hip control. And and that goes into uh, your, your low departures. That goes into lead changes. That goes into backing circles. And, and you need to be able to drop your leg back and have – and have that horse feel that pressure off your leg, you know, back by the flank cinch, and that instead of that pressure from the leg causing forward movement, that horse yields from that pressure. And then when when you're dropping that leg back, so like, for example, we're going to drop our left leg back. Well, our right leg is still up there holding that shoulder and that rib cage and saying, hey, I need that shoulder right there. So at that point, we start to isolate the shoulder and still have control over the hip. Once that happens, okay, you know, that, that's those are your advanced maneuvers. And what's really simple, I mean, or what's really, yeah, it's really sort of just real simple and, and, and very basic about this is one of the first things you've seen me do when we start a cult is after we get going, we go ahead, drop our leg and disengage that hip. Well, this isn't a disengagement. This has actually created more of an engagement. It starts to become a half pass or something. But that horse learns to yield from that leg pressure, and it's not an acceleration. I think um, I, that that good friend of mine out in Texas, we did a bunch of clinics, and, and my, you were home, and my mom was with us. And Wayne told my mom, he goes, you know, the, we're doing the same same exercises we did at the last clinic, and, and if anybody knows my mom, she, she, my mom doesn't say boo. She, she, I, how she had she's me. She's very kind and polite. polite and, yeah, yes. and how she had me, I don't know because I'm a bull in a china shop. I'm the first to cause problems, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you what I think, and my mom would never tell you what she thought. But anyways, so Wayne, Wayne, Wayne goes. Uh, I, I, he, he has to show us other. Other examples or other exercises. Oh, my mom was just in the titty, and she pulls me aside. She goes, "Oh my god, oh my god, Wayne's not happy." And 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 I'm like, "What?" And she goes, "He says we're doing the same examples." I'm like, "All right, I'll take care of this." And and, and my mom's like, "You have to show him new examples, show him new new exercises, new exercises, new exercises." Uh huh. I'm gonna show him all right. And and so Wayne Wayne and I are good friends, and we're we're driving and. I don't know. I, you know, honestly, I don't even remember how how it came up, but I do remember when I looked at him. I said, uh, "Yeah," because I mentioned the fact that he talked with my mom and, and, and about learning new exercise. And he said, "Yeah," he thought that'd be a real good idea. And I said, "Absolutely," I, but but this is what hit home, and, and it's funny because I said this I don't know five, six, seven years ago, and, and Wayne still he and I every once in a while when we talk still brings this up, and he said he you know well I said to him. I said, so let me get this right. I've showed you, we'll say this argument, five exercises. Now you want me to show you like another five or six exercises? He said, yeah. I said, so you want to suck at 10 exercises. <laughs> I said, well, you still just suck at five. I said, because sucking at 10 is a lot better than just sucking at five. 
he paused for a second and you could see he his his mind had to wrap around what I just said and Wayne goes let's just work at the five I went excellent I think that's a really good idea and that goes back to you know it 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 sounds it sounds so silly but you have to master your foundations and and if you can master your foundations that's when that horse starts to accelerate that's when you can start to do those advanced maneuvers that's when a lead change becomes something simple okay versus versus a huge surge or tail flagging or horse tossing his head or it, it, it resulting in five or six laps charging around an arena so you know um when we started the podcast, I told you that I had a, a bunch of phone calls about that little Anna horse. And that Anna horse is already found in the She's a rock star. Yeah. And, and she's actually still in training. So you'll probably see her in a bunch of other episodes on the Cowboy Channel. But, anyways, uh, what we did with Anna is nothing more than I'm, I'm, I'm always with her chilling the basics. When I ride Hank, I get on him and I soften him up. I move the shoulders, I move the hip. And, it, you know, as, as we work on those foundations, the, found, the foundation exercise, just the pushing of the hip a little bit, you go from a pushing a hip just to take one or two steps to all of a sudden backing serpentines across an arena to backing five or six circles this way and five or six circles. You can take a very, very basic, simple exercise and make it advanced. It's the same exercise, pushing the hip. I'm backing the horse up. I, I'm having that front end, you know, follow the feel where I, I, I get the nose to move over. The entire thing that when I'm riding on a horse, what I try to figure out is, I, I in my head, I'm thinking about when I release that horse, how to get softer and get that horse softer, and, and how my, my hands can be slower, my legs can be cleaner, things like that to make the horse better okay because the idea is that we're we're gonna we're gonna give them such a foundation and that it's so solid that when the next person rides them or an owner rides them it's easy for them to do is in, in all honesty mm -hmm. it's just building but that that foundation it, it goes back the entire time and the foundation too. I mean, people don't realize sometimes. Maybe they're just a trail rider. Those are their words. I, I'm just a trail rider. You know, I don't need to use any of this stuff. And it's amazing your body, the body control, and everything that you were just talking about. How many times they would need it, and they perhaps couldn't do something on the trail like open a gate or shut a <clears> gate because they didn't have any body control on their horse. That's well. That's that. That you're you're right on target. That that goes to following the feel. That goes to controlling that shoulder because the more control you have of the shoulder, when you do go ahead and start steering the horse to the left, if he's running off to the right, you have no control of the shoulder. So I, I really think just sort of in wrapping up, the if you want to improve your horsemanship and you want to really get good at advanced maneuvers, uh, you really have to treat, you, you know, and, and we all say it, but I, I don't think people actually start to realize like the practicing what you preach type of thing. You, you ride your two-year-olds like you ride your 20-year-olds and vice versa. So you work on your, your, your foundation on your two-year-old. It doesn't mean when they're 10, you've stopped working on your foundation. You just don't work on a spin. You know, you don't work on your stop or you don't work on a lead change. 
all that stuff, if it needs work and you have problems, go back to the foundations. What happened in that spin? What happened in the stop? What happened in the turnaround? Did the shoulder slip out of the way? Did the shoulder get into the way? Did did the horse, you know, in the lead change listen when you said, hey, I need those shoulders over here, but your hips got to come this way? Did it listen to that? If it didn't listen to that, everything that I just said right there goes back to foundation, 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 foundation. It goes back into, hey, uh, I need to take them out of the spade bit. I need to put them in a snaffle or I need to put them in a hackamore. You know, it, it's not about stepping forward. It's about having enough sense as a horseman to step back, fix the foundation, fix your holes, and then move on from there. Thanks uh, for everybody for listening. Uh, tune in next time. I'm sure Jen will go ahead and post another podcast soon. And we want to give a shout out to Quinity for making all this possible for the sponsor for the podcast. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Ride for Real with Steve Landvet. Wanting more? Then watch Steve on the Cowboy Channel. Check out his website where you could find links to his video library, his Facebook fan page, and his online store. This podcast was brought to you by Equinity, all natural horse supplements. For any horse at any stage of life, it's streamlined, cost effective, and easy.